What's up everyone, it's JLP, the host of Mastering Singlet Podcast, and I'm coming to you tonight with part two of To Save Your Life, You Must Lose It. And just a very quick recap, we were talking about, you know, really the definition, um, for the most part, of convert, believer, and Christian, just really figuring out the differences between the three, and just giving you the opportunity to see where it is on the spectrum that you would identify yourself as. Um, because a lot of a lot of the times, even us Christians today, we have um, trouble really understanding what it means to be a disciple of Christ and really understanding um, the title of a Christian. As I said in the previous episode, especially go with, with all that is going on, right, in the United States and as well as globally, you know, there are Christians, you know, there are people who profess to say that they are Christian. Um, the way that they've been acting or perhaps what they've been posting online doesn't necessarily um, match the role of a Christian or uh, match what um, Jesus, you know, would identify as his disciple or as his follower. And really, in regards to this episode, I wanted to take my time to just give you all an opportunity understand the differences between actually being a disciple of Christ, a believer, a Christian, and um, and what we can do moving forward to make sure that we are disciples of Christ. Because at the end of the day, God wants us to grow deeper in Him. God does not want you to just, you know, convert to Christianity, right? Become a believer just so that you can um, have, you know, your home in heaven after this life and you know, avoid hell. Yes, all of us, we do not want to go to that horrible and terrible place. But your goal should not only be to go to heaven. Your goal is, is supposed to be to become more like Christ day in and day out and to bear good fruits and to allow the Holy Spirit to transform you into the image and likeness of God, of, of his son, Jesus Christ. And so without further ado, I just want to go ahead and continue from where we left off. And, you know, I was explaining to um, you all, you know, the Lord himself in the book of Matthew, you know, he was approached by a group of people. And this group of people, they weren't strangers. They were people who were familiar with the Lord, with the name of Jesus. And, um, you know, some commentators that I've read before, not all, but some would say that there's no way that these people um, were believers. Because if they were indeed believers, the Lord would have never dismissed them and said, you know, get away from me, I never knew you. But the thing is, you know, Jesus himself and his word said it plainly for us to understand that they knew him. But the thing is that their heart was not entirely connected to him. And one of the troubles we have even nowadays is that we could get so busy um, just doing a routine that we are not connected to the Spirit of God and everything that we are doing and everything that we profess and proclaim that we're doing unto the Lord and to build the kingdom of God is not really for God that we're doing these things. It's for ourselves. It's either for ourselves or it's for um, for other people. And so it's very important, especially in this day and age, for us to make sure that we're not pleasing people and that we are pleasing God. As I said before, you know, it's 
it's great for us to respect all people. You know, God wants us to love all people because as we mentioned, the commandment that the Lord Jesus left for his disciples to follow and as well as us, the church today, is to love God with all of our heart, mind, soul, right? And as well as to love our neighbor as ourselves. But in the word of God, we see that God only wants for us to fear him. God doesn't encourage us to fear anyone else. Only he has that authority for us to really submit to him and fear him and honor him in that way. And so I want you guys to um, open your Bible pages to to Matthew 25, verse 35 to 40. And I'm going to go ahead and read it. This is Jesus speaking and he says, when the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, he will sit on his glorious throne. All the nations will be gathered before him and he will separate the people one from another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He will put the sheep on his right and the goats on his left. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come you who are blessed by my father, take your inheritance, the kingdom, prepare for you since the creation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you invited me in. I needed clothes, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you looked after me. I was in prison, and you came to visit me. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you something to drink? When did we see you a stranger and invite you in, or needing clothes and clothe you? The king will reply, Truly I tell you, whatever you did for the one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. Then he will say to those on his left, Depart from me, you who are cursed into the eternal fire. Prepare for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, and you gave me nothing to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me nothing to drink. I was a stranger, and you did not invite me in. I needed clothes, you did not clothe me. I was sick and in prison, and you did not look after me. They also will answer, Lord, when did we see you hungry, or thirsty, or a stranger, or needing clothes, or sick, or in prison, and did not help you? I'm going to go ahead and repeat that closing remark um, that they answered to the Lord. They said to him, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or needing clothes or sick or in prison and did not help you? Wow. My goodness. If you go back to Matthew 7, verse 21 to 23, very quickly, I just want to go ahead and read that scripture. I just want to go ahead and read that scripture again. So that way you can make sense of Matthew 25. The verses that we just read from Matthew 25, verse 35, excuse me, to 40. Matthew 7, verse 21 to 23, the Lord says, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of God, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. Many will say to me that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, cast 
out demons in your name and done many wonders in your name and then i will declare to them i never knew you depart from me you who practice lawlessness the reason why i went ahead and repeated that scripture is to allow you all to be aware that these individuals were not new converts these individuals were not strangers they were not uh you know people who did not have any knowledge of god these individuals weren't even murderers they weren't liars okay they weren't thieves they weren't people that you know committed those type of uh sinful acts that you would have thought that the lord would say to them depart from me and then in matthew 25 verse 35 to 40 he says to them that the eternal fire is prepared for these people. Y'all, let me tell you something. I want you to understand how important it is for us as Christians to really live a genuine walk of faith before our God. How important it is to not only do good, right, from the outside, but to make sure that you're doing that good with love. To make sure that whatever you're doing that has purpose, you're doing it with love. Because at the end of the day, if what you're doing is just to be seen, if what you're doing is just to uh, show others that you're good or just to, uh, um, you know, just, just have a pat on the back for yourself, pat on the back, excuse me, for yourself, then what is the point of the matter? The Lord himself in Matthew 25, he's giving descriptions, right? He's saying, when I was hungry, you didn't give me, you didn't give me water to drink. When I, excuse me, when I was hungry, you didn't give me food to eat. When I was thirsty, you didn't give me water to drink. When I was in prison, you didn't visit me. For many of, for many people, they'll say, but that's not my business. <laughs> that's not my business. Why, why should I be you know, giving people food? Why should I be giving people water? Why should I visit people in, in prison? I believe in this hour, we have a lot of work to do as the body of Christ. And we have a lot of work to do, especially for those of us who call ourselves Christians. Because if we are not trying to live a selfless walk, right? We are in danger for hellfire as well. And that's where I want to head to. This is where I'm heading. Because I feel like a lot of people think that as long as they, as long as they do good, right? Or as long as they, you know, do ministry. Or as long as they go to church on Sunday, they're in the clear. That is not true at all. And um, I'm not saying this thing to judge anyone of course not. I'm not I'm not saying this thing to make you afraid or or anything. I'm I'm saying this for us all of us to make sure that we are in right standing with God and that when we say we are Christians that we mean it. That we mean it with our speech and that we mean it with our attitude, that we mean it as well with our actions. God is calling for us to love, but as we mentioned before in the last episode to demonstrate that love. Not just to say that we love other people, but to really show others that we love him. The people that the Lord himself said welcome before the creation 
of the world, the kingdom of God was prepared for you. Those were the individuals that actually helped other people, that actually visit those who were in prison, that actually fed those who were hungry. And Jesus used just that analogy just to show you what it is that he is looking for us to do. You know, what it is he is looking for us to do for other people in, in, in his name. God is wanting us to really be a selfless generation, y'all. A selfless church. He wants us to be able to fight for others, especially when they can't fight for themselves. He wants us to speak for others, especially when they can't speak for themselves. He wants us to provide for someone, especially when they're not able to provide for themselves, when, when they don't have any, any food, when they don't have any finances. He wants you to be the one to volunteer to buy their groceries. When they don't have anybody to visit them when they're in the hospital and they're in, on their sick bed, he wants you to go ahead and give them a visit. God is calling us to be that church. God is calling us to be that follower, to be that disciple, to do those things. What's the point of, 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 of wanting ministry if you don't decide today to help that one individual that is in need? One of the statements that I love to say is that you need to be ready to serve that one before you're able to serve that many. The same way that you will treat the many is the same way that you should treat that one, that one person. And you can definitely distinguish between a convert between a convert and a disciple or a believer just by that just by the way that they actually extend themselves extend a helping hand to other people the way that they speak to other people that they speak to other people with love that they don't turn their backs against other people when they are in need of assistance God is calling us to be a generous people. God is calling us to follow him in every way. It's not enough for us to say we believe in God and think that God is pleased with us. No. God is only pleased when you are actually emulating his son in every way. <laughs> and on the last episode, we also talked about how for you to be a disciple of Christ, right? A follower of Christ. You have to be willing to love Jesus more than yourself. A lot of us, we will not confess to this. We will never say that we love uh, um, Jesus more than ourselves. But based on your temperament, right? Based on your behavior. Based on what you do, Okay? Unfortunately, it may perhaps seem to be that you do love yourself more than um, Jesus himself. Or perhaps you love other people more than you love Jesus himself. Very quickly, I want you to go ahead and turn your Bible pages to Luke 14, verse 26 to 33. And this is Jesus speaking. And he says, if anyone comes to me and does not hate father and mother wife and children, brothers and sisters, yes, even their own life. Such a person cannot be my disciple. And whoever does not carry their cross and follow me cannot be my disciple. Suppose one of you wants to build a tower. Won't you first sit down and estimate the cost to see if you have enough money to complete it? 
For if you lay the foundation and are not able to finish it, everyone who sees it will ridicule you, saying this person began to build a build and wasn't able to finish. Or suppose the king is about to go to war against another king. Won't he first sit down and consider whether he is able with 10,000 men to oppose the one coming against him with 20,000? If he is not able, he will send a delegation while the other is still a long way off and will ask for terms of peace. In the same way, those of you who do not give up everything, you cannot be my disciples. Those who do not give up everything, you cannot be my disciples. A convert to the faith has not completely have given up everything to serve the Lord. On their new journey, they will in fact take steps that will lead them to that path. But yeah, they're not they're not there yet. They're still familiar with their old life. They're still familiar with the world. They're still familiar with that type of normal. But a disciple of Christ, a follower of Christ, one who proclaims the title of a Christian, you know, or better yet, you have decided to leave everything, give up everything. That includes your reputation, reputation. That includes your your resume. That includes certain group of people that you know. That includes all of that. For you to follow Jesus. For you to be his disciple. A disciple of Christ care about truth. We don't care about opinions. We don't care about what the world says. We care only about truth. And what's shocking to me, honestly, you guys, I wanted to be very real on this episode. What's shocking to me is that even some so-called Christians, when it comes to the truth, right, especially the truth of God. And when someone is telling them the truth of God, even with love, they're like saying, well, only God can judge me. Or perhaps they just completely dismiss that person's comment and says, no, you, you, can't, you can't say that. You can't do that. Really? Sometimes I don't know exactly the type of Jesus that we're preaching about. I, I, I really don't understand. Because Jesus is, is very direct in the scriptures. Jesus is very direct in the scripture. He doesn't sugarcoat anything. Everywhere you go in the world, you hear people say, well, God is love. But to me, I feel like people have taken that statement, God is love. To mean, well, if God is love, that means he should permit me to do whatever I want. He shouldn't have a problem for me to do whatever I want. Because love accepts all things. 
right? No. If we still have that mentality, then we are not a disciple of Christ. We are not a Christian. We are not a Christian. We're, we're not a, a, a disciple of Christ, y'all. We're not, we're not picking up our cross. The Christian walk is not an easy walk. It's not. It's a rewarding one, but it's not an easy one. It's not one for us to just think that we can just get blessings after blessings after blessings without us bearing any fruit. God is such a loving and faithful God. He is. But the Christian walk is not about just getting everything that you want, just getting blessings after blessings. It's about transformation, y'all. It's about really just being like Jesus and just serving God. At the end of the day, all of us need to remember that we're not supposed to be here. We didn't deserve grace. We didn't deserve the gift of salvation. It's a privilege. It's a gift from God. And because the fact that we don't deserve it, then we ought to be a group of people, especially as Christians that we call ourselves, right? Christians. To remind ourselves every day that that is the case. It is a gift. And that we should always honor God and, and be grateful to Him through our actions, letting Him know how appreciative we are of this gift. Letting him, letting him know how appreciative we are of this gift by how we speak to other people, by how we love other people, by how we choose to bless other people even in private and as well as in public. Because sometimes you will find certain people, certain individuals, they will always bless people in private or they will always say a kind, gest- kind word or do a kind gesture in private, but they will never do it in public. Y'all, there's no such thing as a private Christian, like we said before. There's no such thing as a, pri- a, a as a quiet Christian. Whatever you do for one in private, you should also do it in public, and vice versa. And that's the group of people that the Lord wants us to be. That's the remnant that the Lord wants us to be. And so, when you think about it, are you a disciple of Christ? Are you a Christian, or are you just a convert? Where do you stand in the spectrum? Where do you stand with God in 2020? We all need to do a self-analysis. It's very important that we do. Jesus could come again anytime now. The way that the world is right now, anytime he can come. And whether that anytime means in three more years, one more year, five more years, 20 more years, 30 more years, it does not matter. Because at the end of the day, any day could be your last. And when your last day come, then it has been the time that Jesus came for you. And so every day is a day to be ready for that moment. And so I'm not going to keep you all for long. But the whole purpose of this episode is really to encourage you to be a Christian. To be a Christian. That when you say you're a Christian, that you mean it. 
and that you're not only a Christian in private, but you are one in public. That you're not only a Christian in public, but you are one in private. That you're not only Christian on Sundays, but you are one Mondays, Tuesday, Wednesdays, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. That you're not only a Christian in your words, but you are a Christian in your actions. That you're not only a Christian to white people, but you're also a Christian to black people, to all people. It's time for us to really be who we truly are as children of God. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm always praying for you. I truly appreciate you tuning in every single Friday to hear a new episode of Mastering Single Podcast. And again, I just want to quickly remind you to subscribe to my YouTube channel. You can search us up on YouTube. Our channel name is JLP Network. And you can also go ahead and visit our website, jlpnetwork.com. We're going to go ahead and work hard to get some new blog posts up for you during this time in quarantine. I want to let you guys know to stay encouraged because it only gets better from here. God is faithful, y'all. If I could tell you one thing, and that is God is faithful, and that you could trust him. That's the whole motto of this entire podcast, mastering our trust in God. And so let me continue to help you master your trust in him. It's such a pleasure to always be on here, to be able to speak life to you, to be able to encourage you and empower you with the help of the Holy Spirit. And remember, all things are possible with Christ Jesus. Take care until next time. Peace out.